0: This is a CBC Podcast.
1: This is Play Me, your digital theatre. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen.
2: And I'm Chris Tolley.
1: Welcome to Play Me and Part 2 of The Boy in the Moon by Emile Cher. Adapted from the best-selling memoir by Globe Mail journalist, Ian Brown.
2: In part one of Boy in the Moon, we meet Ian Brown and his wife, Johanna Schneller, as they welcome their son, Walker, who was born early with an unexpected and rare genetic disorder, preventing him from walking, talking, or even eating on his own. The couple struggles with sleepless nights, endless hospital visits, and the grim reality That walker will never get better.
1: This is part two of The Boy in the Moon by Emile Cher, adapted from the memoir by Ian Brown.
0: How do you manage, I was asked at a cocktail party. A friend replied,
3: she does everything.
0: I resented the idea because I knew it wasn't true. Johanna was always there, but because she feels everything deeply, a severe patch of pain or illness or unhappiness in Walker crushed her with sadness, and her sadness could then paralyze her.
3: It's true. Ian really stepped up at times when I couldn't, and he was always so great with
4: Walker. Walker kind of draws my dad out of any mood, which is interesting. Like, he very much... They do have this weird connection that I don't even know. Maybe my mom's jealous of it. I've never talked to her about it, but, um, I mean, maybe as his wife, I would be just like he kind of has this power over my dad that no one else has takes him out of his writer's world.
3: one of my favourite sections of the book.
0: We recline, in the, we recline
3: tub, in the tub. The
0: smooth of his naked back,
3: against my, his naked back against my he chest. Is he is as calm as a pond. His nipples, his nipples are minute, literally the size of rivets. His shoulder blades and the bones of his back are oddly soft, plastic, bendable, as if covered by some miracle upholstery. At first, when he was an infant, baths upset him. But if you got the temperature right and sat quietly with him long enough, slowly replacing the cooling water with hot, he calmed down long enough to enjoy it, briefly, until you rinsed his hair or delivered a new shocking sensation to his exterior. Over time, he grew to like the bath water, seem to free his all-too-loosely-linked limbs, lighten the load gravity imposed on them. He laughs more when he's in the bath. (laughs) Of course, I like to think he laughs because he's with me, but that's absurd. He'll laugh with almost
0: anyone. anyone. In my favorite photograph of them all, Walker is standing in the sunroom of our house, gazing intently at my old manual typewriter. His hands and fingers are splayed across the keys. He looks as if he's making progress, an illusion not uncommon to writers. He's dressed in the red plaid shirt that I gave him, and he's ready to type with plenty to say and the glint of someone eager to say it. Maybe he's seen us hunched this way so often. Maybe the photograph depicts genuine curiosity a moment of clarity, or so I think, until the space around my eyes begins to ache and I can't look at that picture any longer.
3: You do more of the hunching. M- meaning? Um, you can't not do it. Writing. I don't want to say it's a calling, a calling is too grand a word, but it's... It's part of the fabric of your being in a way that it's not so much mine. You're more, (laughs) no, it's more integrated into who you are. That's why I,
0: I protect your space, your ability to write. So it wouldn't matter if you didn't write. Is that what you're saying? We're not the same writer. <laughs> this, from the woman who gets up every morning uh, and goes downstairs and makes some notes, who writes a column every week, who has written uh, four scripts this year. You know, I'm just saying.
3: Well, did you ever feel like you had to protect me as a writer? Protect my sacred space for writing? I don't think so. Whereas I felt... Yeah, you he,
0: didn't need it as much. But
3: I have a different attitude toward it. That is what I am saying. My approach is different. I don't know if that's... Th-
0: I mean, I don't want to argue about this, but I would say you are less permeable than I am. Permeable? I'm a sucker for a point of view. Something comes up, it soaks into me. You're tougher than that. You're more focused and disciplined.
3: I'm less imaginative. No. No, I think that's true. Anyway, <sighs> that's, that's what I was trying to do for you. Whether you felt it or not, protect your space.
0: I think that's probably true. I love Walker's Frankenstein walk. His pulpy hands. But to hear him say,
4: Fuck you, dada.
0: Would be the Gettysburg Address. To hear him call Haley. To say, "Ma, I love you," loud and clear.
3: I have dreams all the time where he talks, and then in the dream, it'll start out with him being his non-verbal self. But then I'll notice he seems to have understood what I've said to him, and in the next couple of sentences, he'll say things that sound like a word.
0: Bishwick.
3: And I'll say to him, "Walker, did you say this?" Yes. And all of a sudden he's able to say a couple of words and then by the end of the dream, he's speaking.
0: Uh I've been doing this all all along.
3: And he's super philosophical, a little Descartes.
0: Ooh, a little Descartes.
3: And then I wake up and I feel great. You would think I'd feel terrible, but...
0: If he could answer a question, what would you ask? (sighs) I wouldn't know where to start. Start with one question.
3: Do you dream at night?
0: What do you think about?
4: How do you think without words?
0: How much have you understood?
3: We took Walker to this physiotherapy. And he sobbed through the whole thing. Sobbed. And I would sob. We would pull into the driveway of that place, and he would start to cry. So he knew. He knows places. He knows people.
0: Just as Walker turned two, he began to grab his ears and bite himself. He didn't stop for a year and a half. We thought he had a toothache, an earache. He quickly graduated to punching himself in the head. He puts his body behind these punches the way a good boxer does. Haley called it bonking, so we did too. The irony was that he had been making progress. He could track objects, wave goodbye, often babbled like a madman.
3: Then he flipped into blackness. When
0: people saw his bruises, they wondered, what were we doing to our child? We
3: had this little birthday party for him, and he was just black and blue from head to toe. And he cried through the whole thing, and I was just frantic with worry, and all our friends were like, happy birthday, wa- oh... Everybody knew something was up.
0: Sometimes Walker was in agony as he smacked himself and screamed with pain. Other times he seemed to do it more expressively as a way to clear his head or, or to let us know that he would be saying something if he could talk. Other times, and this was unbearably sad, he would laugh immediately afterwards. He can't tell us anything, so we have to imagine everything.
3: More specialists crowded into our lives.
0: Dr. Saunders tried Prozac, Celexa, Resperidone. nothing, nothing worked.
3: Once in Pennsylvania, Walker (sighs) bit his hand to the bone. And after an hour in surgery, spent the night in the hospital.
0: (laughs) The bill was $14,000. Money talk is radioactive. Walker's care and formula suck away more than $40,000 a year.
3: Prescription costs, medical devices, even the toll for parking at the hospital for sick children where we felt we lived half the time. In
0: Dr. Doom's office.
3: Dr. Saunders' notes began to track longer and longer stretches of horror.
0: I remember one morning the grief-stricken look on Walker's face as he bashed himself. He looked straight at me. He seemed to know it was bad and wrong. He knew he was hurting himself. He wanted to stop and couldn't. Why can't I? His normally thin gruel of a whale became... Frightening and loud. It is
3: the sound of misery.
0: Why does he do it? Because he wants to talk and can't? When Walker hits himself... It's really hard. The noise is even worse. It sounds like someone throwing a bag of flour on the ground.
3: When he's hitting himself on the third floor... You can feel it on the ground floor. And
0: whenever it happens, I mean, I can't handle it. I have to stop it. No matter what happens, I have to stop it. We develop these strategies. Walker responds to being held and comforted, you know? Compacted. If you can help him organize his body, he can calm down. If he's hitting himself at night and I manage to isolate and immobilize one hand here and my hand around his head and holding the other arm and my leg across one of his legs because he will kick himself if his hands are restrained and somehow get... Get this hand on the other leg. If I can hold him still and sing to him a bit, he will calm down and go to sleep. But you know, it takes a bit of work getting there. Mm-hmm.
3: My big fear is that he's trapped. I can't help but believe that he senses that he's different and would rather not be.
0: I fear for his loneliness. Lately, I've begun to think that he's aware of it, too. Suddenly aware that he's not like everyone else, albeit unconsciously. So he bonks his head over and over and over again.
3: There are a lot of times I thought, I can't do this. 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 I saw a woman walking around Loblaws with her 40 year old son. I
4: can't. I can't. I
3: can't.
4: I can't. I can't.
3: I can't. I can't. I can't.
0: When you get into the dark places, it's like being on some strange river. You're going down the strange river and you don't know where you're going and your mind is showing you things that are...
3: You either drown or wash up on the rocks and stagger out.
4: they wobble to and fro, can you tie him in a knot, can you tie him in a bow, Olga.
0: Olga sings to Walker in the screened-in porch of a little uh, sub-cabin by the shores of the lake. She saved our lives. She had been looking after the dying mother of a prominent capitalist when we found her through the Filipino Nanny Mafia. Haley was a year old. Olga had worked around the world as a caregiver and a maid after being forced to give up nursing school in Manila to provide for her family. When Walker appeared two years later, trouble from day one, Olga enveloped him. He was a shorter version of her Compact? Intent? Difficult to distract?
3: We could never pay her enough for what she did. She washed his clothes and kept his room and managed his meds and fed him and changed him. I mean, we all did all of that, Uh,
0: I'm not saying you didn't.
3: I know. Okay. No, I cannot overestimate the power of her in our lives. She shouldered a ton. She should get the Order of Canada. I'm serious. This is this is the zen of Olga. She doesn't care if they spend five hours in Walker's room, if that's what he wants to do.
0: She had no special qualifications to deal with a boy as complicated as Walker.
3: Beyond endless patience, an imagination...
0: An eccentric sense of humor, cast... Iron reliability. A love of the cell phone. And a massive heart that does not distinguish between the needs of one person and the next.
4: Olga's very, like, she's not very tolerant of people making fun of Walker. Just like kids stare at kids, and I get that. But Olga makes a very large point of, like, calling people out on that. <laughs> Do your ears flip-flop? Can you use them as a Mom. mop? Are they stringy at the bottom? Are they curly Curly at at the the top? top?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The tune and words to Do Your Ears Hang Low float from that veranda across the water again and again and again like puffs of love walker loves to glide out on my lap in a kayak dragging his hand over the side like an insect feeling the watery surface of its world i natter on endlessly into his ear i don't mind that he never answers after a bad night or in the morning after olga comes up from her cabin to take over I stumble down the path to the lake. I see my long-legged wife, already stretched out by the water, greedily tanning and reading. And I'm happy for her, and I'm angry with her, and I'm exhausted, but the same pang shoots through me anyway. Why aren't you with the boy?
4: Why aren't you? They fight a lot.
0: It's mostly the same argument. It goes like this. Another sleepless night?
3: Neither of us has slept two full nights in a row in eight years I
0: head downstairs to the living room to read Five minutes in, I hear Johanna
3: No, Walker, no
0: A minute later, she's at the foot of the stairs Can you go up and take him? I had him last night for three hours straight in the middle of the night
3: Forget it, never mind, sorry I have. Wait Forget it I'll take him I said I'll do it I'll do it Go back to your book, pretend we're not here That's not fair Don't talk to me about fair at two o'clock oh, in the fucking night I shouldn't even be up you don't have to drag him to the dermatologist for nine.
0: Don't play the guilt card. It's the truth card. You don't want to oh, hear it because... Oh, so you need your sleep more than I do.
3: I did not say that. I said
0: I would go up and take him. What part of take do you not understand? Do not patronize me. I'm not... You not were... you point that finger at me like I'm some five-year-old. I can't stand a jabby finger thing. Jabby finger. That's right. Jabby finger. You heard me the first time. You're an asshole. You're exhausted. You noticed. Go to bed. No. I'll take
3: him. To Lauder? Uh, who? The fucking dermatologist? At nine? Yeah, it's called
2: an appointment.
0: Nine? I heard you the first I time.
3: I
2: can Of
3: course not. You need your sleep. I didn't
4: say that. <sighs> Go, Go to, to bed. bed. What's wrong? Nothing.
0: Nothing. Sometimes I was too Sometimes
4: tired, I was too to, say tired to, to say hello to Johanna in the morning. And I was often, and I was bad often tempered. bad-tempered. She was like someone like someone from the office that you see on the street. A nod, hello, a smile, and then you are apart again. Good morning, she would say. As I stumbled into the kitchen, I would grunt in response. Good morning, she would say again. I... Admired her, but it was hard to slip in that occasional unanticipated favor or kindness that holds together any marriage that lasts. I saw her. Us. More and more. At a remove. From a distance. There are worse arrangements, but this one never seemed to change. Weeks go by without any real contact between us. Maybe it was us, not him. I often thought so. There were other families. I knew they existed because I read about them on websites who seemed to cope well. We had been brilliant once, before the boy. I miss those days.
0: The prospect of leaving each other was unthinkable.
3: We were just going to pull this fucking cart, even if we don't like each other, or talk to each other, or anything like that.
0: Sometimes when it's not my turn to put Walker to bed, I go out to bars in the neighborhood. All I ever do is drink, listening to conversations, trying to overhear a scrap of the normal. Sometimes I even go to strip clubs to sit beside my own desire for a while. Remind myself of old habits. Instead of bringing us closer, Walker scatters us.
4: A lot of memories of me taking Walker into the basement while my parents were upstairs fighting. Um, partially it was to get him out of the way because they can't be watching him but another part was to have an ally because I know even when we got my dog she became that too. I would bring Ginny with us.
0: There was a kind of brinksmanship. I've got it worse than you.
4: I've got it worse than
0: you. Oh, no, Johanna. I have it worse. No,
3: No. I've got it worse. I have it worse than... I've got it worse!
0: eventually someone would shatter. I've got it
3: worse! And seeing that person shatter, the other person would realize they'd gone too far.
0: That this wasn't just a question of someone being an asshole.
3: This was tragedy.
0: And when you see tragedy, you...
3: I didn't realize how much Haley had to deal with. My big worry is that she sussed out very early that we couldn't handle her and him. So she kind of trained herself to need us less.
0: She spent years living in the lonely shadow of Walker's needs. She was an anxious child. The fallout of living in a house where something's always about to burst.
3: I do worry that it made her feel like she had to be really, really good. And I do worry that it made her feel like she could never really tell us the truth about how she was feeling.
4: I was never allowed to be mad at Walker. (laughs) I think part of why I honestly didn't think about his role in my life was because I didn't have someone to talk to. My parents can be very internal. My dad is a very internal person. I think I internalized a lot of things.
3: I really wanted a couple more kids. I pictured a standing army of kids like Haley that could surround Walker. I fear for her when we're old. I worry about that a lot. A lot. You know, is she gonna always feel like she has to live in the town where he lives? Is he gonna be a financial burden? Will she feel guilty? I wanted to give Haley a team.
0: It was unthinkable, and I was the one who said no. It's my biggest single regret. I would have had six. (sighs) <sighs> fucked it up. You didn't. Yes, I did. I fucked it up. I said to Haley, I said, I'm sorry. And what does she say?
4: You don't have to apologize.
0: It's my biggest single regret. That and not going to film school. On my desk at work is a picture of Haley reading to Walker.
3: At the cottage. They're
0: lying side by side on a bed, and Walker is looking up at the book in Haley's hands as if. Riveted by every word. I don't know if he understands a syllable, but he can hear her voice, is thrilled to be with her, and clearly grasps his smart big sister's affection. Would you like to know how to read? A question for Walker.
3: Do you ever have crushes on people?
0: Crushes?
3: Who knows?
4: When people say, does he know you, uh, I don't know, I don't know, uh, I think so, but it's just, I think that's also why this book was so hard, because it's giving Walker this persona when he doesn't have any ability to contribute to it. like. He doesn't have any words to put into it. My main concern is that people will read the book and think that my dad has spoken for Walker. No one can speak for Walker. No one can speak for Walker. But um, if, uh, I had that yearning for him to speak that my father describes, uh, yeah, all the time.
2: That was part two of three of Boy in the Moon by Emile Scherer, based on the book by Ian Brown. The play featured David Storch, Lisa Repo-Martel, and Kelly McNamee. The conclusion of the play is available now on PlayMe. The adaptation of The Boy on the Moon was commissioned by the Belfry Theatre and the Great Canadian Theatre Company. It was developed and premiered at the Great Canadian Theatre Company with support from the Charles Dolphin Tribute Fund and revised for a second production with the support of Crow's Theatre.
1: The original theatrical production was directed by Chris Abram. This episode's sound design and edit is by Chris Tolley. It also featured some original music and sound design from the stage version by Thomas Ryder-Payne.
2: Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer.
1: The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger.
2: Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expect Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.